This report is brought to you by Northern Ohio Buick Dealers. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 a.m. Get a uh, recap of both your championship games, AFC and NFC there. You're seeing a lot of these posts. I'm boycotting the results of the AFC-NFC championship games. Hashtag not my Super Bowl. I I think we're getting a halfway decent Super Bowl. I kind of figured New England would be in it. I mean, you know, New England pretty damn good there. And uh, I like Atlanta. Only I think only, what, the second time they've been in the Super Bowl or something like that? I, I, I like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily I, I understand don't what, what the gripe is. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, dude, Matt Ryan. I, I mean, people have said, you know, well, you know, he's a B plus quarterback. Well, I mean, look, when you get decent coaching, put a couple of stars around a guy, all of a sudden B plus starts to look like an A minus. You know what I mean? Ah, dude, if you if you were a Falcons fan, well, I think you got to love this team right now. And I think it's certainly clear. I mean, you don't have to be the best quarterback of all time to win a Super Bowl or to be in a Super Bowl. More <laughs> often than not, great coaches who have won a Super Bowl did it with the best quarterback and the best events they ever had, but you, there are exceptions to that rule. We saw it with Trent Dilfer. We've seen it. There, uh, did Trent Green win a Super Bowl? Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Two, right? Yeah. Wasn't that twice? Huh? You don't think Joe Flacco's a good quarterback? I don't think he's good. You I don't think, think Matt he's Ryan, I, I think Matt Ryan's good. I just do you think Matt Ryan's better we, than Joe Flacco? We get caught, yeah, we get caught up I in this. Too. We get caught up in this. Well, if it's not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, then or they're Aaron not Rogers, worth it. And it's I like, agree. You don't yeah. have to be. You don't have to be a Mount Rushmore quarterback to win a Super Bowl. There's four Mount Rushmore quarterbacks. That's the point of Mount Rushmore. I can't wait to talk to Scott because I want to. I, I want right, exactly. I want to. Uh, I can't wait to talk to Scott because what I want to do is I want to go, go back and look at that Julio Jones trade. Where we could have had Julio Jones. Like, it's now all of a sudden, five years later, now, because that's what we would have done. It took five years for it to pay. Right. And then you would have, you would have traded Julio Jones four times by now. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Atlanta's kept him, and what's happening now? Mm-hmm. Put some more pieces around him, and what's happening now? Like, we just give up way too fast. We'll talk to Scott today. So, this whole thing over the weekend with, you know, uh, w- you know, with the inauguration, and, you know, people are unhappy with Trump, and then, you know, he drew a record number, and then, no, he didn't. And, you know, then they lied about the record number. And I, honestly, as a, Dude, if a press secretary lies from behind the podium, I'm sorry, dude. I don't care what the lie is. Now, I know what everybody's going to say. He's not the first press secretary to lie from behind the podium. No. Sometimes that's their job, okay? But it's to deflect and not give us everything that we want to know to keep everybody safe. Sometimes that's a press secretary's job. Lying about the attendance record is not, and I think that that's a scary system of what could happen. Day one, too. And day one. Out of the gate. Right. It's something that was so... Provable. Well, that's the Trump way. Right, like, like they're they're big into that, and I don't know why. I don't know why they would do that. Okay. Now I get that Trump is super polarizing. I get that a bunch of people don't like him, and I've said this a bunch of times. Dude, I, I I know that a lot of the country doesn't like him, but this county loved him. The y'all came out for him in droves. I've seen the numbers. This is a huge. This is Trump country right here. I get it. But people are unhappy. And I feel like if you listen to the program a lot, you kind of know how I feel about protesting and how I feel about gatherings and all that stuff. I kind of feel like they're kind of mute and nothing really happens on the end of it. And I even tweeted this. I said, man, you know, the uh, the protests after the election worked so well, they're doing it again. You, you see my point there? It's like, guys, it's like every 90 days we're doing this and I don't see much movement. Now, maybe I'm just not seeing it and I have to make room for that. 
But I don't see any movement happening. I, you know, I think a lot of people have made the point of like, well, it doesn't do anything and you're just wasting your time. And if that's really how you feel, fine. I'm certainly not going to argue with you about that. But it's like, well, they're not wasting your time. You know what I mean? Like, they're not. No, I'm not angry about it. It's just one of those things I just don't get. And I do. I think you're wasting your time. At the end of the day, I get paid to talk about worldly events. So keep get out there and march in the streets so I have something to talk about. Right. But if most people looked at like my day-to-day life and are like, look at you wasting your time here. Look at you wasting your time here. Look at you wasting your well, yeah, time here. Well, yeah, but people do. That's the thing, though, is people would talk. People do talk about how guys in their 30s who lay around all day and watch wrestling, how that's wasting your time. That's commonplace. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to make fun of that. So Madonna had some things to say. And you know what? We're just going to let you take a listen to what Madonna said, and I'll tell you how I feel about it. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything. That was me. You. Okay. You. I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Not a threat. No matter what you think, that's not a threat. Sounds like one. It's threat adjacent, not a threat. Look up the word threat in the dictionary. That doesn't cover it. Doesn't. She's telling you what she thought about doing. Now, people say, you know, there were thousands of angry women there. There were thousands of angry women there. What if one of them went and blew up the White House? Okay. What have I said about this radio show? I say a lot of things. I'm not going to be held accountable for what it is you hear me say and then go out and do. I'm not being held accountable for that. No, it's, that'd be a bad place for us to be in. That'd be a terrible place. So for I'm us not. To be in. I'm. I'm damn sure not about to set that as the rule for anybody else. Okay, there is such thing as inciting a riot. There is that. Okay, now she did not orchestrate any kind of attack on the White House. She did not tell you to get mobilized to commit your own attack on the White House. She didn't call, she, for, it. She didn't call for anything. She just told you what was running through her mind. Now. In this country, what she said sounds egregious, and it sounds like you're being a traitor. It is. It does. It is. But it sounds it is. like you're being a traitor, okay? But isn't this the exact freedom we love about this country? Isn't this the Hell one yeah. everybody screams at me when they're getting pissed about something? Free speech, free speech. Every time somebody gets a fire, every time somebody gets fired for saying something stupid, everybody tweets at me and tells me about free speech, even though that's not what it means at all. What it means is the Manana cannot be thrown in jail today for what she had said. That's what it means. Not that there's no repercussions for it. Now, look, what she said was idiotic, but this mm-hmm. is the part I wanted to talk about. Not whether it's right or wrong, not whether, whether or not you should be able to make threats, not, not any of that. But you people and the goddamn internet, you just can't be trusted together. You just can't. You just can't be trusted together. The moment this happens, people are just on their keyboards talking about Madonna. Who is Madonna? I don't even know who Madonna is. Dude, are you serious? I have to sit you down and remind you guys what a star Madonna was? Dude, Madonna is the definition of a star. Like, we don't know celebrity today. People, I heard this yesterday. Some guy hit me up. He's like, you know, more people know who the Kardashians are than know who Madonna is. Right. That's a problem with us, not with Madonna. We stop demanding real talent out of our stars and out of our heroes. And we, we and guess what happened? We got the Kardashians. That's what we got. 
You go down on Ray J and you get your own TV show now. Dude, Madonna, and I, I said this last night, there was a 15-year period in this country. Ask any guy my age. There was a 15-year period in this country where every girl you tried to bang looked like one of the four famous Madonna styles. 15 years straight. And let's not forget about the countless platinum albums stacked with hits. Stacked. That's a real star. But you people and these insults now, you just let things fly because you're just mad at somebody. That is not engaging in a conversation. That is closing your mind off because you don't agree with somebody. If you want to attack somebody for what it is they say, I'm fine. If you want to have an opinion on what Madonna said, that's fine. But you, we have got to, all of us, myself included, when we're upset and we take to the internet, we got to keep it in bounds. Madonna, not a big star. And somebody said, well, you know, she's a big star 10 years ago. Okay. All right. Madonna's coming, Madonna's coming to Ohio today. You tell me the venue besides Progressive Field or First Energy Stadium, Madonna couldn't sell out tonight. You tell me it. I'll wait. You don't have it. You know why? Because she'd sell out any damn venue in this state tomorrow. I mean, Madonna's star, like her fame, her like popularity was so big. Not a star. Was so big. I don't even know who Madonna is. Was so big at its peak that it genuinely will last decades. Like, okay, Madonna's best days. Last decades. Your whole point, not yours, but the, the country's whole point is that she hasn't been a star forever. And yet, she's been a star forever. There she is, still up there on the stage being a star. And so I'm saying, dude, the the hot take in this country, the hot take nation, that's honestly, we should just, let's get the stars off the flag and just put a big HT on it. United States of hot takes, baby. Because that's what we are. Know nothings have Twitter now, and so we get to know everybody's opinion, and your opinion is Madonna was never a big star. Like, dude, Madonna got big in the 80s. Like, when you had to be good. You had to be good. You couldn't pimp your own wares on Twitter. You couldn't sell Yeezys online. You had to break through. To get TV to talk about you in 1986, you had to be something. And, like, let's look at all the stuff that came from Madonna. I'll just give you one. I'll give you one, and then the conversation's done. How about your Super Bowl halftime show this year is a direct descendant from the Madonna tree? Lady Gaga? You think we have Lady Gaga without Madonna? You don't. You don't. Lady Gaga doesn't push the envelope. Nothing shocks us at all anymore. You turn on YouTube, you can watch, honestly, you can watch anything. We got rings of kitty porn online. Nothing shocks us anymore at all. Madonna was bold and innovative in a time when you didn't, when you didn't see every little thing. And she captivated the hell out of you. That was, and see, I kind of, I hate like the era of the hack. I, I, that's what I hate. I hate the era of the hack. Oh, these no-talent waste bodies who get pushed to the forefront on these crappy TV shows that didn't... Kim Kardashian went down on Ray... Ray J's not even a star! Why is going down on Ray J enough to make you a big deal? While we, while we all sit in this country and then look at real stardom and talk about how it sucks. You guys crack me up. It's hilarious. <laughs> Do you have any idea what it took to be that woman? Now, look, what she said from that stage was idiotic, stupid, and I don't agree with it at all. But that is where you got to keep it. The human being automatically goes to, yep, sucks, sucks. I have Twitter, so I can say she sucks. Is she in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know. I would assume so, yeah. But if she's not, she's a shoe in I just, you people love feasting off the body, and I don't get it.
What do you get out of that? I couldn't believe it. Two o'clock in the morning last night, you guys had me up defending Madonna online. I couldn't believe it. Like, not a star? She released the greatest hits record filled with number one songs. Pretty big star. Pretty big one. I'll wait for Shinedown to do it. Pretty big star. Buddy, is there any Madonna that I haven't played that you want to hear? Is there anything that I've missed? I feel you have. Like, you haven't played my favorite Madonna what, song. What, what am I missing out on? <sighs> you know, I'll know it when I see the name of it. And I don't have a computer today. Is this the it right here? Can I turn this? Yeah. Oh, dude, this one right here, but it's the short track. But Crazy for You is the big one. That's, I love that song. I love. Yeah. How great is that song? How great is that song? Give Stansberry his Madonna fix, people. He needs a minute with Madonna. Not a star. Not a star. <laughs> You're out of your mind. You can't cover your rent, <laughs> and Madonna's not a star. She could. What? Even Michael, who I've been very, 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 very critical of, because I believe Michael Jackson touched little kids, and that's awful. But Michael and Madonna came from the same era, where you had to have it. To get TV to talk about you back then, you had to have it. It had to really be there. It's not like we're talking about Tiffany. You know what I mean? We're talking about Madonna. Like, mic drop. That's it. That's, just, that, that, that's nothing more needs to be said on that than that. Just some crazy for you. <laughs> Damn right. I can feel the weight of her stare. Dude, this is like seventh grade dance stuff. You can't beat it. <laughs> You know, I, I just, Madonna, not a star. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. I was like, I can't. Dude, I woke up in a world where we can erase 20 years of accomplishments and one of the hardest industries in the world to get recognized in. We can, we can erase it with 140 characters. Alternate Dude, facts. Congratulations, Internet. You've officially jumped the shark. We'll give you the Florida Files next on The Stansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. This is the part of the year, like mid-January, where cabin fever sets in. You feel like you've been cooped up. It's been freezing cold. Need to get out, do some fun stuff. Check out High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, in the old foundry building, and you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. They can be reached by calling 330-333-9000. Right now, High Voltage Indoor Karting has winter leagues going, and it's not a full commitment. You can jump in and out of the league whenever you're ready. Check out more info at High Voltage Karting. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069. Here's the good news. 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. You'll get your uh, keyword at 9 a.m. You text it in, and off to Los Angeles you go. 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Get a uh, look back at the AFC-NFC Championship games. Also, uh, get a beat on what's happening with the Cavaliers. Yeah, not a lot of, uh, not a lot. Oh, well, I don't want to say not a lot to feel good about because they are the defending NBA champions, but it seems like tough times in Cavalier town. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to hear what Scott has to say about that. So we'll do that at 8. And then at 8.30, we'll get you hooked up with some charge uh, tickets. Now, that game is this Wednesday, and it's at 11 a.m. This is like a kid's like anti-bullying thing that they do where yeah. they invite like Canton City schools out and that, yeah. that kind of thing. But we do have a pair of tickets for it. 
I, I realize a lot of you work and probably are going to have a hard time attending that game, but maybe you have a day off on Wednesday or whatever. Uh, but eight thirty, we'll pass out those charge tickets. That'll be a four pack of those. I will be. Uh, I will be your in host arena, our in arena oh, host right there that's for right. Wednesday's game. That's right. Should be a good time. So I have this story out of Florida. Good. We need a Florida fuzz. Yeah, you do. You do. You just do. And Brandy Harden, 30, is going to spend some time behind bars. And you listen to the program a lot. You know, Florida just, they're just, a lot of crime happens and not real smart. No. no. It's never like, oh my God, that was a really smart criminal. No. Those are all in California. (laughs) It seems like Florida, that's where dumb criminals go to like retire. Now you mentioned Brandy, uh, 30 years old, and she's going to spend some time in a Florida jail. Is this Brandy with an I or Brandy with a Y? It's Brandy with an I. There it is. And and we all know, right? There it is. And see, there's a reason why you asked that question. And, And we all know. If there's an I where a Y should be, uh, that was a lesson I needed that I didn't learn late until life. Late in life, I had I had kind of gotten like seduced by uh, by the ways uh, of, by the ways of a brandy with an I. I with instead of a Y. Yeah, it totally trouble. happened. Now listen, I don't want to you know I don't want to offend any. Brand- I was almost forty. Any brandies that are out there listening right now, but even with a Y, including that one, even <laughs> even even with a Y, you should be a little skeptical of a brandy. You should you should I don't know, but if you throw an I, I mean, your parents on, named you after booze, right? If you throw an I on it, it's over. Dude. I mean, it's dude, over. If you met a chick named Whiskey, you'd run right out of here. Tequila, no, thank <laughs> no, you. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah, uh, if there's an I where a Y should be, yeah, that that's, that's normal. That's, that's, that's normally bad news bears. <laughs> it is. It's normally bad news bears. You got to run away from that. But a woman in Northern Florida, Brandy Harden, going to spend some time in jail. Now, here's what happened. Apparently, she was at the Walmart, uh, and uh, she then used fake money. She used fake money. She had uh, she had made her own cash there. You're not allowed to do that, by the way. No, don't, don't do that. No, no. And what you, did she do? She have some like some 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 complex printing scheme going on. Now, she, counterfeiting money is very very difficult. Yeah, you have to get the right paper. You have to get the right ink. You have to get the right layout. And then you need the templates. You need the you need like um, I, I forget what they're actually called, but templates is about the right thing. They've they've got they've got they've got those holograms. The watermarks on them now. now. Yeah, like it's really hard. It would be super hard to counterfeit money. So she decided because of how hard it is to counterfeit the money. That she wouldn't go through that. It's very expensive too, by the way. Like the ink's very expensive. Like right. it's very expensive to you know to counterfeit money. And so she decided, given the fact that the work was very tough and the fact that it was going to be a lot of money to have to do it, that that's not worthy of her time. So instead, she photocopied the money. She just ran it through the photocopy machine again. I where there's supposed to be a Y. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's what you get. Like that's exactly what you get right there. And now, listen, anytime you do something illegal, I think you're at least going to go back and check your handiwork of like, all right, I'm counterfeiting money here, and I want this to be accepted at the Walmart or at the Hooters or at the gas station or wherever I'm going to go spend this money. Gatsby's. Yeah, wherever you're going to go spend the money. But at least with Gatsby's, you know those chicks don't have one of those... They at least I know at Gatsby's, if I give her a 20, I'm getting 30 back in change. <laughs> well, with the Gatsby's, though, they don't have one of those, like, dollar markers. You know those markers that they'll use? Oh, to yeah, check, yeah. Check I, yeah, we have to use them at the Agora all the time. Anything over a 20, we have to use it. You know, a stripper doesn't have anywhere to hold that, so she's not going to have that. But, dude, you're going to Walmart, the biggest retailer on the face of the planet. You don't think that they have, like... Uh, Plans in place. Right, and, and you think that a paper, just a, a normal... Like photocopy. Like a normal photocopied dollar bill is going to... So, that's insane. Luckily for Walmart, like the cashier noticed it and was like, "Um, what's going on here? She ran out of the store. 
idiot. Right? Brandon. As if there's no video cameras right. that A, are in the store, or B, in the parking lot that are going to be able to see you get into the car you're using, right? So they're going to be able to find you. So then she goes to the other place that all Walmarters love, Applebee's. There you she, go. She goes to Applebee's. There you go. She gets the two for 25 there, and then she uses the fake money at Applebee's, and uh, then she left that restaurant, and guess what? Because she spells her name with an I, and because she's from northern Florida of all GD places... She left her cell phone on the table when she dined and dashed and used the fake twenty dollar bills. Now, I will give her this that it, at least it was twenties. Every counterfeit story I've ever heard in my life has always been a dude getting busted trying to pass a fifty or a hundred dollar bill, and I've never understood that. I don't get it. If you have the ability to make money, create it out of thin air. And it's counterfeit, and that's what you're going to do. Why would you reach for the stars and try to pass bills that people always, cashiers always look at? Why would you? And see, this is why I'm not a criminal, because I'm a very practical, rational person. I I really think, I I look at things about the practical way to do it. And the practical way to do that is to hump a job 40 hours a week and then counterfeit ones and fives and use it to buy gas and groceries and give your kids money to go to the movies and you skate the system for a hundred years and nobody catches you but instead that human condition that human thing it makes you greedy and you go for the 50s you go for the hundreds and it's just dumb and at least i mean you know at that point if you're doing fives and singles you can build in some deniability there of like dude i don't, I don't, I don't know i don't know where the hell i who's got gonna this? waste their time counterfeiting a five dollar bill i didn't even right. know people did that right. i, who, I Exactly. I must have got this at the grocery store, and I didn't even know. Or, dude, oh, this was from the gas station, and you could at least build in something there. But if you're walking around with a wallet full of fake twenties, hey, what an idiot! Yeah, an it's, idiot. that's not real smart. There, that's not real smart. If you want to get away with, see criminals, man. You know, my dad used to say all the time that if most criminals applied that mentality and that work ethic into something positive, they would probably be more successful than they would ever be, even being a, a successful criminal. But. I think we knew Florida woman counterfeiting was probably outside of her reach there. Um, So apparently, Toby Keith did something very ironic. And it turns out some of those precious Republican snowflakes are going to have to eat some of their own words. We'll give you that story next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We're also going to send you out to Los Angeles at 9 o'clock for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. And then at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from uh, WaitingForNextYear.com. Get a little State of the Union of the Cavaliers. Uh, just real quickly here. Yeah. Things good? Things bad? What's going on? Yeah, they lost to the Spurs in overtime. They, yeah, lost, lost, the Golden, that, yeah. they lost the Golden State. It just feels like at this point, well, they're losing to the other big you know, the big dogs. And it's like, well, it's January. I okay. think it's... I, I, now, I, I know I'm one of those people, I'm always looking for something, but I think this is LeBron's plan. I do. I think it's, this is a little bit of LeBron's, they're going to walk out of the East, and I, I think there's a little bit of tempering expectations, so when he totally delivers again, we're all fawning all over him all over again. I, I do. I think there is some of that. Well, and I, I genuinely feel like adversity is good. Every now and then. We you saw it last year. Every now and then, dude, you have to get punched in the face. Like, that's just how life goes. And and, and, and I think the Cavaliers are going to, you know, obviously kind of buckle down on, on, on I don't want to say practice, but, you know, preparing for games and things like that. And who knows? Maybe this is why they decide to make a move. Like, hey, we have to do one more thing. We have to make one more move. They're getting better. And they're the 2016 defending NBA champions. So 
F off, haters. They're going to be pretty good in June. That's going to be my prediction. They're going to be pretty good come June. Hey, you know what, dude? Baseball's right around the corner, too. We should probably talk some tribes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Pitchers and catchers, that's got to be, what, two, two months? Weeks. No, dude, like two weeks, dude. Like, it, 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 I, I bet you it's early to mid-February, pitchers and catchers. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it was like March. I didn't know that. Interesting. Oh, well, good. That, that, that There is some stuff going on. Good. Uh, it's a good thing we have Scott at 8. We'll talk to him at 8. So a lot was made to do over the inauguration. I don't know who who had more people at theirs and who didn't. Here's what I will tell you. I, I, I think I'm one of the few people in America that was not surprised that Donald Trump didn't draw the crowd that Barack Obama did. I think that there was a moment in 2000 and what was it? Nine. Yeah, it was January 2009 where I think a lot of people flooded to D.C. because it was like, oh, my God, we just put a black guy in the White House. I've said this time and time again. I grew up. I was born in 1976. My entire life, I felt like we were going to get a female president before we would get an African-American one. So given the moment that that was and the milestone it was, of course Barack Obama drew a huge crowd. Of course. And on top of that, a fantastic public speaker. Really good. Okay? So then when you go and then reelect another rich white dude, it's par for the course stuff. And I just think it's a little bit of that. Now, I was watching Meet the Press yesterday morning, and he was saying it was really about... The location and Trump didn't win anywhere. It took him like four, within forty miles is the first county that he won, and so they're saying oh, a lot of, of DC. Yeah, okay. DC. So a lot of people didn't drive in because they were yeah. a little too far, and that was definitely part of it. And that you know, Chuck Todd, pretty smart guy. I would imagine you know he had a researcher looking into that. Lamestream media is probably just making fake news up, Chuck Todd, but. I think Chuck predates that, right? Or am I wrong on that? Well, I mean, no. You, yeah, am I agreeing with you? Yes. But are people going to say whatever? It's lamestream media. He's fake news. I guarantee you. He was with uh, Kellyanne Conway yesterday, and this is where the whole uh, oh, I think Chuck predates facts. That. But a lot of people are going to disagree with you, buddy. I, no, I'm not. You know what? Can I ask this question before we get into what it is? I'm. I really want to talk about yeah. here. Because CNN's been debunked like four times over this weekend of flat out reporting things that were false. It was like three or four times. And Do you have an example of one? I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know what? I, it was last night, 2 o'clock in the morning when I saw it. So, you know what? Maybe this is people passing around fake news. So maybe that is. So, I, you know, I'm not going to go on record. But what I will say is it made me stop and pause and go, who is the most credible news source out right now? That I can trust that's covering the things I would care about and still going to tell me the truth. Who is the most credible? If is you, there like I know there's got to be like media watchdog sites, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, I think the Associated Press is kind of the standard of like, all right, Given, well, yeah, that's, I like that that's, one. That's CAP there. Um, Who can I turn on TV and be like, uh, I feel like I can trust this? Um, I uh, I like Lester Holt on the NBC Nightly News. I, mean, I do like Lester. He uh, he's a Republican that you know hosts an NBC news program, so I kind of feel like you get a little bit of the balance there. At the end of the day, what I feel like the most reputable news source is, and people are going to. Um, is 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 NPR? I feel like they actually do the reporting. They have the integrity, and they make sure what they're saying is fact before they go out with it. But that's NPR, dude. And, ah, you public radio homo. You look at you. You just want the government to pay for everything. NPR, it's a bunch of BS. So I, I mean, endowment for the arts. Who needs it? Needs it. Arts are stupid. Yeah, stupid arts. All right. All right, I was just kind of curious about that because I would like to if I if I'm going if I'm going to watch this stuff as much as I do, 
I'd like to be watching who I should. That's why you got to take a uh, take a lot of bites, man. You know what I mean? If, if if you don't like what CNN's saying and it doesn't make sense to you or you feel like it's bunk, then go check it out somewhere else. And then once you see something and you're like, oh, hey, maybe MSNBC's got it. Maybe Fox has got it. And you take a bunch of different perspectives and you have a clearer picture. I'm always inclined to be an NBC guy, but then you have the whole Brian Williams thing. And so it's like, well, does that spoil the well, rest of the, wall, the well? I, like, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I think we're getting to a point there of like, there are in any organization going to be points of, it's like a bad employee at a restaurant. Does does one idiot at Burger King, you know, spitting in the food mean that Whoppers are off the board forever? No, obviously not, right. as, as those are some of the most popular restaurants in America. It's by just sucking out Whoppers. So a lot was made to do over the, the amount of people at the inauguration. Like I said, I, it was, dude, Donald Trump being president isn't a milestone. Barack Obama was a milestone. That was obviously going to draw bigger crowds. That's what it all comes down to right there. But another thing we heard about is how nobody wanted to play this thing, right? Nobody right. wanted to play the inauguration. Right. He can't get A stars. How about Donald Trump would have been lucky to get Madonna? <laughs> how about he would have been lucky to get Madonna? Okay, but he did get Toby Keith. And I got his back last week, and I said, look, for Trump's people, Toby Keith is a big get. Like, he's a good, that's a get. Toby Keith's not a Stark County uh, fair person. He's bigger than that. Selling out Blossom this year, I would bet. Or closer Closer to it than not. Selling out Blossom's actually very, very hard. But yes, I'll take your point there. Right? But people are going to go see Toby Keith. He's a big deal, right? And Toby's kind of one of these... I think everybody kind of knows what his politics are, right? Kind I mean, of one of these. I mean, he's, kind of. I mean, he's a, these colors don't run. He's one of those. Okay, he's yeah. a, he's what I what we to what we call on the show a wall martyr. Toby Keith is a wall martyr. That's just who he is. Okay, nothing wrong with it. No, no, no. A lot no, no, of no. you guys are. No, no, right? And it's totally fine. I don't care. But when you get, I, I tell people all the time. If you stand up in public and start pointing fingers around, sooner or later, somebody's going to go, but what about you? Well, you're sitting up. This happens to me all the time, right? What do I do? I sit up here in my big ass soapbox and I scream from down the, you know, on the mountaintop at you. And then what happens? Twitter like holds my feet to the flame. Okay. And so somebody decided to hold Toby Key's feet to the flame. And it turned out. As he was playing this very song, Made in America, from the stage for the inauguration, he was doing so while playing a Japanese guitar. The song says, it breaks his heart seeing foreign cars filled with fuel that isn't ours. So you know the song. The whole thing's about Made in America. whole thing. whole career is about Made in America. And here's the thing. This is a good song. Whether you like Toby Keith or not, like, Constructed at the End is a very good, palatable radio hit single. It's a good song. But why, if you're Toby Keith and you're the American, these colors don't run, lace up your boots and work hard guy... Why do these people not have a smart person on the staff anymore that goes, wait, everything's American made, right? At least today, everything's American made. You can, right. I mean, right? Like, use a Japanese guitar in the middle of Iowa one night while you're playing Made in America. Nobody's going to think twice about it. But today, they're going to think about when it, you've right? Got, when you've got the entire left side watching you, just dissecting every move you make, critiquing every single thing you do, yeah, button up a little bit, bro. Now, I would imagine... That guitars, like most electronics, the Japanese are pretty good at it, yeah. right? I would imagine yeah. they're pretty good at it. Yeah. 
But to my understanding, there are still a couple of really decent U.S.-made guitar makers, right? Like, there, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't play guitar. I really don't play any instruments. So I don't know. But I would imagine... Now, some of these companies back in the day were American. and may have been sold off, and now over there, I don't know. I don't know all that. But I would imagine you can get a U.S.-made guitar that's a brand that's good enough for a star to play. Dean Guitars, yeah. 100% made in the U.S.A. And from what I understand, that's a good you know guitar to get. Again, I don't play, so I mean, if you play guitar, you know, let us know. But I would imagine, I mean, I, I've, I know that. I don't play guitar, and I know them. Oh, yeah, you've got I mean, Ibanez sounds foreign. Carvin Guitars, Collins Guitars, G&L Guitars, Gatto Guitars, g are good. Uh, Heritage. Dude, so there's a, I've got a, so we a done. list of guitars made 100% in America right here. And so the other question i got to ask, is Toby Keith then playing that Japanese guitar because he's endorsed by a certain brand of guitar that's not American-made? i got to tell you. Come on, Toby. I gotta tell you, Snowflake, I, I <laughs> put an American-made guitar in your hand, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I said, in the middle of the tour, nobody cares. But at the inauguration, somebody was going to ask. Especially when you're up there singing songs that are bass like this. You can't do that. Now all the anti-Toby people are going to reach out and tell me how the guy's not a star. Watch. That's, that's today. Not a star. Not a star. Solo cup, not that big of a song. He's only had like 35 smashes or whatever. Pretty big deal, too. Yeah, Keith I mean, is. dude, you're not a country fan at all. Probably hate Toby Keith the most out of all them dudes. And even Vanto will admit, it's like, yeah, well, there's something there. But you can't get up on that stage and play a foreign guitar that day. You had to know. You had to know. Are you kidding me? Dude, all those liberals are out of work. Dude, they got time to Google? They got that Obama phone. They got time to Google and prove you wrong. What are you doing? Obama phone, dude. You better make sure you use it while you can. Those minutes are up. You, Yeah, dude. You ran out of minutes. Those minutes are up. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We will do so next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8.30, I got to go back into something we already did on the program because people just don't get it. You just don't get it. You don't get it. And so I just I got to walk you all the way back through it again. Because Brandon and Maslin can't get it. Like, you can't get it. So at 8.30, I'm going to walk you all the way to the doorstep of why I'm right. Now, however, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you, buddy? I don't know. If I don't want to get on your bad side after no, no, that no. one. No, 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 buddy. You have all the sports knowledge. I, uh, we need you. I'm reliant on you. I will never throw okay. you overboard. I do want to ask you, because Fantone and I were kind of like, uh, well, we were doing the guesswork. How long till pitchers and catchers, buddy? Uh, what's today? The, it's February 19th, so okay. whatever that is plus whatever is left okay. in January. Right. So like yeah. three weeks? Yeah, don't be using your digits. Yeah, three, You're probably driving to work. Scott like, works in banking. It's no big deal, guys. You <laughs> yeah. can use that common core math. We'll figure it all Everything's out. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you didn't know, it's just Scott's last name is Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that, that, that's how you find him. Um, do you think the Indians have a good shot to, to go back uh, to the World Series again? I do. I do. I really do. Um, I'd be surprised if they weren't one of the top favorites. Um, you know, Boston will be up there with their acquisition. Um, you know, you'll, you'll always have whoever, whoever's out west um, just because of, you know, it's, it's easy. You know, Texas probably, like, I guess, would be a good guess there. Um, but I, I do. I think with, the, with the, the pitching core the way it is, uh, the, the offensive core being a year older, I mean, don't forget Francisco Lindor, I mean, can barely buy alcohol, and, and he's an MVP candidate, and so he'll have another year under his belt. 
And then obviously Edwin Encarnacion. I, you, it's hard to say this team is any worse than they were last year. I would agree. Um, I mean, you, you could probably do some of the metrics to try and scrape out some of the stuff. And if Michael Brantley doesn't come back, maybe things are a little more questionable. But I don't see how you don't at least put them in the top, you know, three or four teams in, in the in the American League. And it, once you get to the playoffs, I mean, we saw it last year. All you need, all you need, is the ticket, and then get you hot. can punch right. your own way. I, uh, I'm usually a big subscriber to the theory of no news is good news, but I don't know if I'm buying that with Michael Brantley. I feel like I haven't heard anything in a while. Um, you know, obviously picking up Encarcion is a is a somewhat of an indicator right. with injury. That's not the case, right? Yeah, I mean, is there anything that I don't know with this, Scott, or is it just you know we're we're hearing uh, we're hearing radio silence from the from the Indians on this? Well, he looked good at the, at the Cavs game the other night. Um... But that's you know when you're sitting courtside drinking something you're not you're not throwing baseballs from left field. You know we talked about it when Encarnacion got signed. I, I I love the Encarnacion signing. I think it's great for this team. But I I something about it and maybe it's a skeptic in me felt like the team was trying to overcompensate for something like you're alluding to, Matt. Um, I there I do think no news is good news. Um, but I but I also think this team was no news with him for, for throughout last year. Right. And I, I, I subscribe that they completely mishandled the situation in terms of waiting a month before he had even having surgery and then trying to rush him back at camp and then trying to get him back on the field and then only getting as many games as they did um, before he would have season-ending surgery on another part of his shoulder. Um, you know, the, the part that troubles me is we've seen what shoulder injuries can do to guys like Travis Hafner not yeah. down the line. Yeah. And my concern is, you know, Hafner didn't need his arm to throw. Brantley does, and he needs it to throw and hit. But, you know, so if I hope nothing's wrong, but the fact that the Indians aren't coming out and saying he's good, I I don't think lends a lot of, you know, faith from the fan base. I just like the fact that the Indians are active. Um, They're they're signing players. They're willing to open up that wallet and, and, and try to put a title uh, you know, in that you know uh, banner in that building, and I love that. I want to move forward to the Cavaliers now, if we could, as we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Um, it seems like a little bit of Cavs Nation starting to hit the panic button a little bit. They lose to Golden State, lose to uh, San Antonio in overtime the other night. Now, I heard this the other day, and I want to get your take on it, that apparently LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving were all set to sit the Golden State game. But then they realized, nationally televised, and it's on Martin Luther King Day, big day for the NBA, LeBron thought better of it, didn't want to get in trouble by the league, decided they would play, but then decided they would sit while playing to even get deeper into Golden State's head. Do you buy that? Do you buy the fact that they were out there playing, but kind of like, we're not necessarily trying to win? Do you buy that? No, I don't. Um, because the, the the fact that the Ty Lue kept those guys on the floor deep into the fourth quarter, despite the score being what it was, um, led me to believe that the the game plan just didn't go uh, according to you know, how they wanted it to. I do buy that they wanted to sit that game. Uh, last game of a six-game road swing. Sure. It just makes sense to uh, to take that day off. But the way that the, the NBA lined it up, of course, um, it was yeah, one of the biggest games of the year right. against the on a holiday quote unquote quote unquote rival on a, on one of their holidays. So it's uh, you know it, it just didn't work out that way. Um, that San Antonio game was really good. Uh, it was, it was, was a good game. Yeah, there were a couple of there there were a couple of missed execution plays away from beating the Spurs. Who, by the way. Are I think four zero against the Rockets, Warriors, and Cavs. So I mean, if you're if you're looking for a benchmark there, um, you know, I, if you're going to put yourself a, a missed corner three away from being right there with one of the best teams in the West, I think that's what you hang your hat on. Not necessarily the final score, and then trying to hearken that back to when they got obliterated on MLK. I mean, the, the 
think back to the NBA Finals. I mean, every game against the Warriors was a blowout until Game Seven. I mean, the, the, the even even the Game Four. I mean, it was close, but they pulled a, Golden State pulled away right. there. Yeah, I mean, they were all like 21, 22, 23 point games. So these teams just have each other's numbers, and it just depends on who's clicking on one night. And the Cavs had a Christmas Day, and the Warriors had an MLK. So I, I don't think it's really worth panicking. Um, but it would like to see some of these guys. You know, Kevin doesn't look fully healthy. You know, that back, I think, is still bothering him. Um, you know, airballing the corner three game winners and exactly a good look. So hopefully he can get his game right. And then, you know, this team can roll from there. Scott, we're a month out from the NBA trade deadline. Do the Cavs make a move before that? I think they do. I don't see how they don't. Um, I don't know what it is. But it's something, whether it's a they, LeBron has pretty much gone on record multiple times saying that they, this team needs another point guard. Um, right. I think he wants another point guard to help spell him minutes. I think he wants another point guard to help spell Kyrie minutes. And they need to get these guys minutes down heading into the, you know, heading into the spring. I would be shocked if you don't see them rest through, you know, through the end of January into February here a little bit. And then obviously once the uh, playoff seeds are locked up, you know, into, into April, um, you'll rest a little bit there as well, but they, they have the open roster spot. So I'd be very surprised if Griff isn't trying to find something. It's just a matter of what, what's out there for the having the names that I've heard out there, Scott, for the trade or, or, or for the, you know, acquisition before the deadline are the two names that I've heard are, uh, Rajon Rondo and Ricky Rubio. Do you think either one of those two guys are going to be it? I don't know what they'd have to give up for, for Rubio. Um, he's been rumored out there to be in a move to Detroit. Oh, for uh, Brandon Jennings and is it Brandon Jennings? No, the uh, Stanley. No, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. The point guard. Um, and if if that's the case, the Cavs don't have anything like that to you know to to give. the 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 other issue there is you're essentially swapping under underrated or uh, overrated point guard for overrated point guard, and I don't know if that makes any team better. I think if you bring Ricky Rubio to Cleveland. You have the familiarity with Kevin Love. You have him in a role. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That he's not he's, he's not relied upon to, to, you know, to score. You know, that was the knock against him and why they could never get to that next level in Minnesota because he's not a scorer. He's a great passer, great ball handler, facilitator. Yeah. Uh, you know, can hit a, can hit a three here and there because he's good. He's good in passing lanes defensively. Um, but you, I think he'd be a good compliment to Kyrie. The issue is I just don't know how they would get that done. I think Rondo would be a nightmare. Um, I do too. I, I, Chicago doesn't want him, you know, I, and I, I know they, they were able to work kind of miracles with J.R. Smith and stuff like that, but I don't know if you want to add too many of those kind of personalities it's to the locker to the room well, right. when you're trying to vie for a championship. It's going back to the well too many times, in my personal opinion. I agree with you there. Uh, we now know the Super Bowl is set Atlanta, New England, and so everybody's going to harp on this, and so I wanted to get your take, right? Julio Jones, and I said this to start the program out this morning. That kid's a transformative talent at wide receiver. There's no denying it. He's amazing. He's probably, I think, what, second or first or second best wide receiver in the league this year. Um, he's amazing. Now, this is, I think, what, fifth year, fifth, sixth year, something like that. And it took a little while to get there, right? But, you know, you put Sanu around him and you get Alex Mack the center there. You get, you know, Kyle Shanahan to run the offense and you get Matty Ice playing at a higher level. All of a sudden, Julio looks like a great pick. So I have the trade. We traded, I think it was the fourth pick, right, is where we could have had Julio and we traded it. I believe if I, have, right. if I have that right. Atlanta got Julio Jones, and the Cleveland Browns got Phil Taylor, Greg Little, <laughs> Owen Marisic, Trent Richardson, and Brandon Whedon. Not a single one of those guys is on that roster, and Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the league. So, Thanks, Mangini. <laughs> well, that's my point. 
no matter who we put in these offices, they don't know how to evaluate talent properly. And when you think about it, Mangini and, and Romeo both out of the Bill Belichick tree. So it's like, I mean, we tried to expatriate guys. We tried that. We tried going to the best franchise in football and doing that. So my, my, my question is this. Are we ever turning this around or just no? I, I do think they are. Um, I, I, the, the, the Julio Jones trade is obviously was a disaster. Um, for some reason, I couldn't remember if that was the Alex Mack one, but that was the Mark Sanchez, the Alex Mack, which I, which I think that was Mangini. I'm, I don't know if we could pin this one on Eric, but we'll blame him anyways because that whole that whole that whole run was garbage. The you know I, you can't blame Sashi Brown for not drafting Julio for the Browns not right. drafting Julio Jones. So right. I'm trying to not you know use use the, the the past regimes against these guys, but if they trade down again. I mean, the trade the trade down is what the thing is, right? I mean, if if, if 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 they trade to, you know, I don't know where in the middle of that range, you know, you could probably still get a Pro Bowl caliber kind of player. You know, I'm sure there was someone drafted after Julio Jones who was pretty damn good. Oh yeah, I would imagine. The trick is, you know, the trick is when you you, if you trade down, and I've said this so many times, it's not the talent evaluation. The NBA, the NFL gives you these these high picks. And gives you the best players in the in the current draft class because you're so bad that you 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 get the rights to get these guys first. And if you continually trade down, all you're doing is eliminating the parity that the NFL is trying to give. And I, I think they, if if they trade wow. down from the number one spot, I think it'll be a PR nightmare. Um, but thankfully, you know, the more and more as it's coming out, the that Miles Garrett is becoming the clear cut number one guy, you know, <laughs> you, you can only hope the Browns don't mess it up. Um, but we'll see, we'll, I guess we'll see. But you, you, just at that point, you don't need to evaluate the talent because everyone is almost doing it for you. I mean, you've seen the tape, you see the kid, you see everything else. Uh, yeah, it's, hard, but I mean, it's, hard, it's hard to go against it. But, I mean, and, and you can't trust Mel Kuyper over your own front office and your own analytics. I get that. But, I mean, this, you, you have a new defensive coordinator. You have a, one of the league's worst defensive units. If this kid's there for the having, I don't see how you pass that up. The trick is the evaluation of the pick at 12, the evaluation of the pick at 33, and not down the line. Because you have to make all of these count if you're going to rebound this, this football team. And that's where I think the by trick year is going three, to be. Yeah. By year three, yeah. But if you're going to do it by year three, this draft is massively important. I want to ask you this as we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I want to put you in the, uh, well, we'll make you the Browns GM. Okay. That's fine. I think I think I'm pretty close in line for the next one, anyways. After the after these guys get out, I think if you, right. uh, dude, I, if you buy season tickets, everybody gets a turn. I think they think that's how that works. I uh, so let me ask you, Deshaun Watson or Mitch Trubisky, who's the better NFL prospect? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go, and I, I know this isn't gonna be popular in Cleveland. Um, Deshaun it's Watson, obviously Deshaun Watson. Um, He's played in big games. It's obviously yeah. Watson. Yeah, uh, well, because people like the men are kidding, the men are connected, and they want Bernie. But we tried you know, Charlie Fry. Um, we tried a couple of other Ohio guys. We've done it a couple of times, and it didn't work. So <laughs> you got to go with the star power. Yeah, no, and, and Watson's done it on big stages. He's done it with his legs. He's done it with his arm. I think. I think there's there's coachable traits there. You know, his game might not translate directly to the NFL right now, but I think he has the higher ceiling from an NFL standpoint. Trubisky. Great story. Um, bothers me that he couldn't beat the kid out last year to be the starting quarterback. You know, I think with it, a lot of people say he's this is his first year, which is true, but it's only his first year because he couldn't win the job two years ago. 
Um, and I think if you're going to be worthy of a top 10 NFL pick, you probably should have had the job, you know, from the get go, like the, you know, like the kid in Alabama or all these other young quarterbacks who are being groomed to, to participate at the next level. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Watson. Um, and, and, I, and I've heard some things. I haven't looked at the tape. I'm not a, I'm not a scout, but I've heard some things about mechanics regarding Trubisky and how some of that stuff might be really, really tough to fix at, uh, at this level. I mean, you think of, I'm not going to call him Tim Tebow. But I mean, we talked about mechanics and right. and the way he he released the ball and all that stuff, <laughs> and that didn't exactly pan out very well. So I I'd rather not take the risk there, um, and 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 go with the kid like you said, who's who's shown he can get it done, especially against almost an NFL caliber defense like Alabama. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, if it were me, I think you'd have to take Watson over Trubisky. That's just me right now. I mean, obviously, between now and April, things can change. You might find things out or other stuff may happen. But if it were me right now, I think you'd have to go with Watson over Trubisky. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, we will talk to you again next Monday at 8. Thanks, buddy. Sounds good, you guys. Take care. Good talking with you. We do have a pair of Canton Charge. Uh, I'm sorry, a four-pack four of tickets. For the Canton Charge game. Now, it's this Wednesday. It's an 11 a.m. game. There, it's, a, it's like a kid's day anti-bullying thing that the Charge does. So if you have the day off of work on Wednesday, we'll get you hooked up with those next on Rock 106. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show at 9 o'clock. We'll get you out of Ohio for a while. Send you to Los Angeles for the yeah. iHeartRadio Music Awards. We'll do that at 9 a.m. this morning. Tomorrow at 9 a.m. is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Now, here's the deal on that. We like to play a couple of different songs, vote on them, and we really like to highlight local artists for this. And I do not have a local artist slated for tomorrow as of yet. And you asked the permanents from last week. You get played on this show and you're good? Word travels pretty fast. Those guys got hit up a lot after that. Yeah, shout out to that guy's grandma for sending in the info. Uh, Who sent in the info? Damn right. Shout out, grandma. So if you're in a local band, singer, songwriter, rapper... Send me your stuff, Stansbury, at WRQK.com. We would love to get you featured tomorrow on New Tour Tuesday. Maybe you're just a local grandma. Send your stuff and we'll play it. We don't care. That might be a thing. Here's my recipe for thumbprint cookies. Shut up, grandma. Everybody's got Tasty on Facebook. Shut up. Nobody needs you to recite anything. Recipes, do talking recipes. Nah, we got video now, Grams. Shut up, Grandma. Just get underground already, you old hag. Speaking of old hags, oh my God, you know what I did today on the on the radio show that was not smart? What'd you do? Oh my God, I, I mentioned Madonna's Oof. name and I didn't bury her. Oof. And now people are upset with me. I want to make this abundantly clear. I in no way, shape or form, co-sign Madonna's statements. All I said was, is that if you want to be critical of her over what she said, I'm fine with it. But in today's culture, what we do now is we're just, what we don't, we don't want to be critical of what she said. We just want to be critical of the person who said it. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We, 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 we don't want to dissect the, the statement. It's now about the person who had said it. And I have a problem with that. I really do. I think you got to separate some of this stuff occasionally. And I kept hearing all these things. Oh, Madonna's not a star. Dear God. The, every person who said Madonna's not a star online, if she walked into where you work today, you would push people out of the way to go meet her. You're a liar if you're saying otherwise. I, okay, I'll give you, uh, here's how I know you're a liar. I've worked in this business 15 years. I've met every band I care about. Met Metallica, met Kiss, I met Ozzy, I've interviewed every band on the planet. I've talked to so many celebrities through this job. If Madonna was in this building today, I would want to be 
at that. Like, the, I, I've seen a million bands come in and play like acoustic shows in the middle of the day at radio stations, and I'll bail. Like, Nobody I don't wants care, to do dude. That. They they suck. Yeah, Shine Down's coming in to play an acoustic Who set. It's gonna cares? be awesome. <laughs> I got it. Loaded down with a forty-five. I right. got. Yeah, it. yeah. Now Shine Down's great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But if Madonna came here today to play for listeners, you can bet your ass I would stay. You know why? Because she's a star. So that is where I took issue, is the fact that in today's culture, we we don't want to disagree. We just want to fling insults back and forth at one another. So I kind of got her back, not for what she had said, but for standing up for her stardom. And I kind of you know reminded you that in the 80s, you kind of had to really have it. You couldn't just sort of like adjacently have it and then Twitter would make you a star and then you get your own reality show on a TV channel nobody's ever heard of. Like that didn't happen in 1985 when Madonna was out there breaking records. Um, yeah. And dude, even aside from her, uh, from her stardom, which if you're disagreeing with, you're stupid at this point. I mean, you really did bring up a good point of like, listen, I disagree with what she said wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. And, uh, but she didn't make threat. Now I I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Honestly, you kind of gave me a different perspective on it. I now here's the thing. Like I kept saying she didn't make a threat. She didn't make a threat. She didn't make a threat. Okay? Now I don't know what the letter of the law says. Okay? Now she's being investigated. Now people are hitting me up on Facebook going, "You're what's the wrong with America, Stansbury? You're the problem." Because you like like a virgin, you're going to excuse her for what? No, no, no. I'm not excusing her for what she said. Not at all. But what she said is not a threat against the office, and I've proved this point. I did this once before at a radio station. When I worked up north, I did it, and I'll do it here again. I will not be investigated, I will not be fired, and I will not be, and I will not be jailed. Nothing, no ill will will come from me if I say simply that once upon a time I had thoughts of blowing up the White House. That nothing will happen. I've said it on the radio before to prove this point once before when this happened when Obama got elected the first time. Because this was happening constantly then. And... The same people were out there then. Threat, 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 threat. No, it's not. Well, wasn't it the opposite people though? You know what Yeah, I'm it was saying? you guys. Well, I mean, it just it just goes to show you that like as soon as the power shifts, all of a sudden it's like, no, now I'm the victim. Now it's now it's oh, now it's this. We have fundamentally in this country lost the ability to listen to somebody we disagree with, hold our emotions in check, and then present a counter argument. That is gone in America today. Gone. You just can't do it. You can't separate the emotional anger from the actual argument, and now we're just going to pile on Madonna. And like I said, I, I didn't like what she said. I'm with you not liking what she said, okay? But I don't believe a law was broken. Notice I said there, I don't believe. I could be wrong about that, but I don't believe that that's what happened. I thought what she said is not great. But, you know, everybody's hitting me up. You know, an average citizen would, would, be, would be arrested. Really? I said exactly what she said in a very public forum using federally regulated broadcast airwaves. I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow. So pipe down because, you know what the reality is? You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Do words hurt? Do you need a safe space? Do Madonna's words hurt you? Ouch. Uh, you know, let's say let's let's keep with that. Okay. Because you know the Republicans, you know who they're all mad at right now? Who's that? It's Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they are. Did you hear the story about uh, Katie Rich, uh, who apparently is an SNL writer, and uh, apparently she's been in some sketches and stuff, but more behind-the-scenes person mm-hmm. at SNL that you've never heard of. 
And apparently she tweeted out. And, uh, you know, we'll get there in a minute. But she was talking about Baron Trump, uh, who I believe is the 10-year-old son. Youngest of the Trump children. And she tweeted out, Baron will be the country's first homeschool shooter. And now, the right is coming out talking about how offended they are. The anti-offensive people are out there talking about how they're offended because of what a creative writer said at SNL. Again, I, I... Guys, this is where I'm going to remind you that it is a writer at SNL's job to push the envelope, to find comedy in tricky situations, and to create premise. You mean to tell me that that premise wouldn't be funny in an SNL skit? Of course it would. Of course it would. Um, I, and I, I, I definitely don't think it was tasteful. Like, it, no. But humor, I guess, isn't always going to be tasteful. Of course not. And I get that he's 10, and that's bad, right? It is, yeah. That's bad. That's over the line for me. That's that's bad, okay? But let's examine it. Well, I guess she is saying something about his character. But I think really what she's doing is saying something more about like the character of the people he's being raised by. And look, I didn't love it. It's not exactly the most tasteful joke I've ever heard. But again, dude, most really good jokes aren't tasteful. They are blue. Most great jokes are blue. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, if you're going to be the, uh, you know, don't get offended, you're, right. you're a pussy if you're offended, you, we live in this PC culture. This is what SNL is supposed to do. You don't have much of a hill to stand you on. You were also the same people who were up and, like, clapping when SNL would, like, make fun of Obama, or when they would make fun of W, or when they would do this. This is what they do. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think making jokes about a 10-year-old shooting his family is necessarily appropriate, but it's America, and... Say what you want. And let's be honest. I would highly doubt that's the first homeschool shooter that we've had. I was going to say. I I just, you know, I didn't really have a huge problem with that statement because of who did it. Now, on Twitter, it's weird. Like, actually, what's crazy is I think it would have been less controversial had it been in a sketch. Because then it's at least about the product. When it's, what what do I always say about Twitter? There's no tone. You don't have tone. So when then people read it the way they want to read it, they interpret it the way they want to interpret it, and now all of a sudden, you're in the crosshairs. Homeschooled kids are weirdos, though. I mean, aren't we being... Uh, dude, that's pretty anti-inclusive for a liberal, right? Um, well, I'm, I'm still going to call it as it is. But you, you know me. I live in the real world, and like I'm, a, I'm an actual like logical adult where I, you know, I'm not this like idealistic, like, oh, everything, I'm never going to make fun of anyone. So no, homeschooled kids are weird. I don't care. I'll vote Democrat and say that. I don't care. Weirdo homeschool kids. Yeah, I think it's probably better they that you send your kids to school. They don't have any social skills. They don't yeah. get it. They don't know how to do anything. Right. Weirdo homeschool Although kids. today, would that matter? I mean, everybody's so into their phone and so right. into themselves. I mean, does right. that matter? Maybe social interaction doesn't matter. I believe we benefited from going to school. But I, I, I guess I just didn't have a big problem with the SNL thing. And honestly, guys, you got to lay off Madonna. You do. You got to lay off her. Wait, uh, hold on, Republicans. Hold on. Celebrity opinions don't matter. Bono, celebrity opinions don't matter. Look at all these memes of you looking in dumpsters of all those celebrity opinions in the dumpster. Look at them not mattering. They seem to matter a lot today. (laughs) They seem to matter quite a bit today. Again, this is where I remind you, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm an American who refuses to be put in either one of those two boxes because I refuse to get hustled by either goddamn side. So when one side's right, I'm going to say they're right. When that side's wrong, I'm going to point the finger and say that side's wrong.
This, I think you guys got to pipe down about. And again, dude, fight against the hot take. You want to dissect what, uh, what Madonna said? Fine. You want to be critical of what she said? Fine. But if you go out there and go, Madonna, not a star, you just sound like an idiot. And I know I don't have to listen to anything that you were actually going to make. That might have been a good point because you've wrapped it in the coat of ignorance and I don't have to read it. Madonna, not a real talent. I just couldn't believe it. Like legitimately on the Mount Rushmore of biggest stars in the music industry, maybe ever. Groundbreaking female performer. Blew the doors open for women to come behind her. What up, Lady Gaga? That was Madonna. Not a star. Said the guy pulling a double at 7-Eleven. Madonna's not a star. Got it. We do have those charge tickets. The game is Wednesday, 11 a.m. We'll take caller 10. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And Alliance... Dear God, what is the matter with you people out there? No, seriously, we got to sit Alliance down and scream at them a little bit. We'll do so next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I would love to tell you what's up there right now, but I can't as my computer in the studio has been down all morning. I haven't even been able to look at the website as of yet. I will. Uh, I'll fill them in then. Uh, Please do. We've got two drunk hillbillies fighting each other over uh, the last beer. That so, sounds really good. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Uh, Tito Ortiz retired from the uh, from the octagon. Yeah, yeah, done. Ch- choked out Chael Sonnen. I've got that video up there. Do you have that? Yeah. Oh, good. I haven't seen that fight. Yeah. And then I've got a video of a monkey trying to have sex with a deer. So those three videos all up for you. WRQK.com. I once chugged shots with Chael Sonnen. Really. Yep. Um, and this was a Bellator fight, and I yeah. mean, not to go into full like MMA, but like, man, both those guys, Chael Son and Antito Ortiz, old. were at one point, well, uh, yes, old, but at one point were the poster poster boys of oh, UFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. those were the guys, both of them. And now it's like, yeah, you guys can go fight in Bellator. You'd, you'd think maybe UFC would be like, all right, Tito Ortiz, Chael Son, and one more fight, bring them out. Well, Tito Ortiz is in the UFC Hall of Fame, yeah. uh, That was a little strange. I was surprised by that, too. But yeah, Chael Sonnen, uh, originally from Oregon. And when I lived out there, a friend of a friend kind of knew somebody who knew somebody. And next thing you know, he was in town. And yeah, we all, all were at the bar. And yeah, I have uh, I have done shots with Chael Sonnen. Um, and speaking of UFC, uh, over the weekend, there was a, a parade for Cody Garbrandt down in Uricksville. Yeah, I believe. it was awesome. So, uh, so, you know, hey, UFC, let the bodies... Hit the floor. As uh, as Ohio is kind of dominating its sport right now, we got Steve A, we got Cody. Things are good there. Nine o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. And also around 9.30, 9.45-ish, uh, I got a fact about Matthew Fantone last night while we were at dinner that I had not known, but mm. we didn't get the story. He had mm. just said like the end result, and then we moved forward. And I was like, why? Mm. Am I the only one at this dinner table that wants to examine how that might have happened? So we'll get into that around 9.30. All right. This story uh, affecting us here locally. This is out of Alliance, Ohio, and I have a hard time reading this kind of stuff because those of you that listen to the program, you know I am a dog lover. I'm a dog person. I don't own a dog right now because I'm not allowed to have a dog where I live, but I'm a dog person. And so, like, this kind of uh, just, well, bums me the hell out. Out of Alliance now. A man in Alliance uh, is held on jail on disturbing charges as he is accused, as I'm reading now from Fox8.com, of uh, he has been accused of burning his dog alive. Chad, and I hope I'm saying this name right, Karka of uh, College Street, arrested Friday in uh, felony charges of cruelty tor- and torture towards animals 
and made possible by uh, the Goddard's Law there, Dick Goddard's Law there. Um, one of the nearby residents said if he's doing that to a dog, he can do it to a human being. That's how I look at oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily argue that, right? Yeah. I mean, you're showing a lack of concern for life. And am I, I believe I'm correct about this. I believe torture to animals is part of the homicidal triad, right? Yeah. There's wetting the bed deep into life. Um, lighting fires and uh, cruelty towards animal, I believe, is the homicidal triad. And I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know if that's like, well, this is it. It's all wrapped up. No, yes, of but course, I mean, of course, you're capable of of. I mean, dude, and we're talking about lighting a dog on fire. We're not talking about like, oh, dude, well, he he got pissed and accidentally kicked his dog too hard or something like that. Now here's I mean, the thing: lighting it on fire. This is barely an allegedly situation, as police say witnesses called the cops on Thursday and they saw him carrying what they described as a limp dog to the fire before tossing the animal into the flames. Jesus. The dog then allegedly ran around the backyard on fire so oh they were able God. to tell for sure that it was alive. Because like I said, it was limp in his arms when he took Ugh. it there. So my guess is had beaten the dog into like submission, walked it back out there, was going to throw it into the fire. Then the dog was like, oh my God, I'm on fire, I'm on fire ran yeah. around in the backyard. And again, I'm a dog person. I'm not making fun of this. This is awful. No, no. I uh, Anytime we play a story about dogs, I'll put on who let the dogs nah, out. Now. Anytime there's a fire, I'm like, oh yeah, fire starter, I'll play that. But damn, dude, this is awful. This like, is there's no, no jokes to be made here. By the time the cops got there, the dog was found dead inside the fire pit. So yeah, this guy totally did it. He's in jail right now. And I hope they throw the book at him. Now, I'm not going to say I understand why you you would beat your children or anything like that but like you can't just let your kids out you know what i'm saying like you can't just let your kids out onto the street and they'll go live their lives but with animals people who abuse animals you don't have to have that animal anymore open the back door if you hate that dog so much that you're willing to kill it open the back door and let that dog go run out into the street and 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 there it's gone and it's go- but i mean like with your kids yeah you have to have your kids in the house but like i, I let the dog go why just let it go yeah, or, you know, I mean, there's plenty of organizations that will take the dog Better off your hand. Option, Better option, right. right. I mean, right. I know you're not advocating just letting dogs out of the bag, but versus lighting them on fire. Right. Just let the dog go. I had a, as a kid, and I have to be real quick here as we're right up against the end of the, end of the, uh, end of the hour. I had, a, I had somebody still, like, uh, my dog was out on the line as we were letting it out uh, when we were kids, and, like, the neighbors across the street stole it. And we thought it was uh, for, like, a ritual, and luckily my brother found them with our dog before, like, something had happened. I, I did, I, I, yeah, I would, I would have never been okay after that. Never been okay after that. You guys want to go out to Los Angeles? We'll get you hooked up next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You uh, just had an opportunity to win your way out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. You'll have another one this morning at 11 a.m. with Fishhead. He has another opportunity for you. By the way, nice seeing Fishhead last night. Yeah, Fishhead in the building. Saw him at, uh, saw him at the WWE event last night. Good to see him. You know, that guy has not been told since the ratings came out how he did. I said to him, you know, he walked over and he was like, hey, man, congratulations. I hear the show's doing really well. And I said, man, I said, I'm sure you did great. I would love to congratulate you. I said, but I don't know how you did. And he goes, yeah, I don't know how I did it either. Man, fish, buddy. I feel feel for you, buddy. The, the boss hasn't told him? I don't. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't checked his email. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Maybe, All right. Maybe it was after. a it was a who's who of uh of Canton Radio last night at the Jimmy WWE. McChris in the building. Jimmy McChris was there, Fishhead was there, some punk ass bitches from other radio stations were there too yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't but see anybody. It's all right. Well, yeah, of course you didn't, because uh, you know, 
Why would we be looking down the mountaintop? We're sitting up high. We don't need to be seeing other radio station personalities. Damn right. Can't see me, I think, is what Cena says. That is what Cena says. That is what Cena says. I believe we probably have enough time for another Florida file story. Yeah, what else we got going on? Here we go. So listen to this. Florida. Tampa this time. If you've ever been there, it's like Tampa's like the Badlands down there. And this is uh, surrounding radio here. As a... um, you know what? I apologize. If you're, uh, I, 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 I hate to do this, but I forgot all morning because I've, I, I've been behind the eight ball since uh, I showed up late this morning for shopping cars. Like I'm going to be doing after the show. I'm actually going to a car lot today to look at a car today. If you're shopping around cars, take a look at the loan that you can get from CSE Federal Credit Union. They're offering you really competitive rates on uh, home and auto loans. You can find more info at csefcu.com or by stopping by any one of their four really convenient locations. If you're shopping loans and the like, uh, I would urge you to take a look at a local banking institution that's going to look at you as a person, not just a number on a page, CSCFCU.com. Okay. So I saw this out of Tampa, Florida, and it's very interesting uh, to me because I think that they're going to come under fire for it. And it's all about radio and what a radio station is doing. And radio stations used to do this kind of stuff all the time. And you just see less and less of it now because, well, the more you strike out on your own or do anything like kind of wild, the more people don't want to celebrate it. They want to demonize it and they want to fire people for it. And I believe Beasley Media, who is one of these radio companies, there's about seven, eight of them that matter outside of that. You know, they really don't. But Beasley's one of them in the fold that kind of matters. Right. And. They have, I guess, swapped one of their radio stations, and actually the frequency is 106.9, and they have launched 106.9 L Booty, and apparently, it's a stunt, obviously, for the radio station, but they bill itself, and this is where I think they're going to have a lot of problems, the official station for Latina strippers of Tampa Bay. They're going to play a hip-hop mix of what was called booty bass in the 1990s. Now, a Facebook page for Playa Tampa points to a Spanish tropical format identical to Sister Playa with an identical logo, and so they're going to do a version of this for, for the Spanish-speaking station. Is I'm, I'm taking a long way to say that. I mean, they're going to have a problem with this, right? I mean, I don't think you can just... Like, we could run a piece of image... Like, there used to be a piece of imaging that ran over a show that I was a part of that said, three out of ten Cleveland strippers love the show. The other seven are just ugly, bitter bitches. We should run imaging that sounds like that. I don't know why we don't, but we should. And we... And you can say stuff like that, kind of like for a program. But if you list the radio station as the official station for Latino strippers, that's going to be a problem. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Hispanic-leaning radio stations are a thing, and they're called that. It's not like it's like, whoa, 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 we're calling, you know, black radio stations are called urban, you know, but Latino stations are called, like, they're not afraid to be like, yo, it's a Latina station, it's it's a Hispanic station. I used to work at a Hispanic station. You got fired from a Hispanic station. I did. Um, I did. Apparently, not speaking Spanish is going to be a hard thing for a Spanish-speaking radio station. And that that, that Hispanic-leaning radio station I worked for out in California, prior to becoming what I worked for when it was stunting, it was porn radio and it played nothing but porn music and like orgasms over top of it. Like, okay, uh, uh, okay. porn sound. Could, uh. could I make the argument 
that the temperature of the of the country very different today than it was when that was happening. Oh, uh, it's ten years. I mean, it's ten yeah, years. Yeah, so I think fair. there were a lot of things. Like, dude, there were things ten years ago I could say on the radio that I can't say today. I don't. I don't think this becomes too big of a deal. I don't. Really? I don't think this. I'm is interested. I, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing it or anything. I just think that there are obviously going to be people who hear that and go, "What?" Plus, I also feel like it's a very isolating statement for a radio station, which are supposed to be wide-ass nets. Um, yeah, but it's a stunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stations have stunted before with, like, all Christmas music. And you would think, uh, like, oh, my God, okay. Christmas in August. Nobody wants that crap. But, but it it's works. to draw attention. It's it to does. get you it talking works. about it. Like I said, it was not, the place I worked, it was nothing but porn music and, like, orgasms over top of it. And nobody wants to listen to that, but you're going to talk about it for sure. So, you know, that reminds me of an old bit. And then maybe we should bring it back. Uh, we used to do a bit called Fighter Fornicate. Okay. And we would play audio from like f- street fights or porn films. Uh, and you had to decide what the grunting uh, and the noise you heard was fighting or fornicating. It's a great gimmick. But the, I think there's something with playing porn audio over the air that might get you in trouble. See, that's what I'm saying. In today's climate, I'm not sure you could do that game. It used to be a great game. Dude, think about how great it is down in Tampa. There's so many. Oh, dude, that's the dude. You can do anything you want on the radio in Florida, and they don't care. So many Latina strippers that they get their own radio station. It's nice. Dude, <laughs> that's, that's got to be a good good time. Down my there. boy, dude, my buddy Spice used to bang chicks in the studio live on the radio in Florida, and nobody bad an eye because it was Florida and they didn't care. You get fired today. Spice had a good gig, man. Just Latina strippers everywhere. Yeah, I, I I mean, it's the same frequency. Can I get some Latino strippers? I mean, I I like that. that that's that's a system I like. Throw one of those in every, you know, 15th and 30th iHeart. Throw a couple of those in there. I might not be hitting you up for so much money. We do have another uh, four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That will be this Saturday's game. That game's at 7 o'clock. And uh, so last night while at dinner, before we went over to the WWE, for those of you who don't know, Fantone and I went together. He brought his girlfriend, and I brought a, uh, a co-worker uh, of ours from the building. And we all just kind of went to like hang out and have like you know a fun night out. And so we went to TD's on Tusta there before the, the event to have some dinner. And a statement was made by you of something that happened in your life, and this was brand new information for me. And then you had said like the end result of what happened, but we didn't get the story as to how it happened. And I, w- I was the only person apparently at the table that was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I'm the only one who gets paid to discuss things right, with you. Right. So I think that that might be part of it. But apparently Fantone had something happen to him years ago in his life, and I can't wait to find out how this happened. And we'll do so next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show in Rock 1069. If you're like me, you probably got a huge jug of like change, loose change, laying around your house. Stop by CSE, Federal Credit Union. Use their change machine there. You're only paying 5% to use it if you're a non-member of the credit union. That's like far less than what you'll pay at like Coinstar and all that stuff at the For grocery sure. store. Now, if you're a member of the credit union the way I am, you pay absolutely nothing to use it. So you just go in there, dump all your change on the machine. It gives you a receipt. You hand it to the teller. Money goes automatically into your account. It's awesome. I use that thing a couple of times a month. I love it. Need more info, cscfcu.com. Like I said, if uh, if you're shopping around home and auto loans, really good rates on loans right now at CSC Federal Credit Union. You can find out more info, cscfcu.com.
All right, so I found out a piece of information about Matthew Fontone last night at dinner that I uh, that I that I didn't know, and if I did know it, I had forgotten it, and then but I definitely don't think I know the story as to how it happened. But you had just like basically threw yourself under the bus about something that had happened to you, and I was like, "Are we? We're not gonna we're not gonna examine?" And I was gonna do it right then and there, and then I thought to myself, "Bro." You have to talk to that idiot for hours on end tomorrow. You got a like, radio show. Like, examine that tomorrow. Now, Stansberry and I uh, went out to dinner last night. Not just Stansberry and I. With Hold my, it, hands! My girlfriend uh, and one of our co-workers before we went to the WWE event. And you talked about this earlier in the morning of like, hey, you dropped this bombshell. And now you're going to have to deal with the uh, with the fallout. With the fallout. And I honestly don't know what I said. I'm I, usually I could be like, oh, dude, Stansberry's gonna he's gonna hit me with this, and I know what's gonna happen. And dude, you're blindsiding me with whatever you got here. So what did I say? What what happened? So while we were at dinner, we were kind of, and I took a coworker, and uh, she does mornings over at ninety eight one WKDD. Her name's Maddie. She's very funny. Yeah, uh, she is. And so you know, she went. She had never been to a WWE event, so we're like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, come with us. You can go with us. Where this all started from, me and Meg started talking about Total Divas, the WWE broad show that they play on E, and Meg said to me, like, oh my gosh, Fantone, tell me about these wrestling whores. And I walked by the conversation, and she was asking about WWE, and I was like, uh, what is the LL Bean person asking WWE questions? I want everybody in the audience to, in their mind, imagine the most stereotypical WWE fan possible. Now flip that 180, and there's Meg White. She is completely the exact 100% opposite of what you would expect at a WWE event. Um, from Washington, D.C., and like I can tell you, she feels like she's inside the Beltway. Like she feels oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and dude, if you know what that means, you know what that means. She, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's right. That's I mean, that she just feels like she's very inside the Beltway there. Okay. So she had never been to one of these, so we decided to go. And so I was kind of like saying to her before we left dinner, like, we weren't in the same row, but Fantone was going to be sitting very close to us and in front of us. And I kind of was bracing her, like, you got to be careful with Fantone in these situations because he doesn't know how to handle himself. Like, normally in most social situations, he's pretty good. But you get him in something like that, and he just becomes unhinged. And I was like, he's going to yell. He's going to scream. They threatened to throw him out last time before he became the in-arena host for the charge. Like, he would go to charge games and, like, heckle the opposing team. Like, would look them up online, learn all their names, <laughs> like, get inside their head, talk about their kids. Like, I mean, dude, just add it, right? And so I was kind of, like, bracing Meg White for the fact that you, at sporting events, become a completely different person than the world knows you to be. If you put me in a crowd, I'm very quick to go like, well, hell yeah, we're screaming things. Like, the WWE is very big into chanting. Yeah. And you will chant <laughs> all the stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a couple. I feel like I had a couple of good chants what going the, last what night. What was the one that, that was started when we got, and you can't teach that. That's Enzo and Big Cass right there. Yeah, that's that's one of the good ones. We had a good uh, Rollins and Rusev chant going last night. There was a lot of good stuff in the Civic Center. I uh, I saw some little kid in, in, during the, and you can't teach that in the hallway can't who was that. going nuts? And it was like one of those moments where I was like, "All right, I can maybe see how parented. It's kind of cool. Well, I can yeah. ma- I can see it. <laughs> because, I can see it. Because when you have a nine-year-old with you, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a I'm a thirty-three-year-old sitting there with my girlfriend. She's rolling her eyes, and I'm like, and you can't 
teach that. It did. It made me look at that that guy with his son, and I was like, oh, maybe I am missing out on something. But I, uh, you know, I digress. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll keep it with you. As at dinner, I was kind of like I said, I was kind of explaining to Meg that this is who you are, and to give her a frame of reference of how you act at these things, you said this. It's not like somebody else exposed you. You said it. And I was like, why don't I not get the backstory on this? But apparently Matthew Fantone, once upon a time, pride of his mother's uterus (laughs) in Twinsburg, Ohio, Matthew Fantone was apparently kicked out of a freshman high school basketball game, wait for it, audience, that he wasn't playing in. I wasn't even in high school. I was like a grown adult at this point. It's Throw- not even like, and I don't have kids, so it's not like well, one of my kids was out right. there. And it's they not were- like there was a hard foul and like over his like, you know, son and he's out there arguing. You got kicked out of a freshman high school basketball game and you said that last <laughs> night and everybody was just like, yeah, that's totally fine. That happens. And I was like, what? We're not going to examine? What? What? How did this happen? I was like, so how did, dude, how did you get thrown out of a high school basketball game? So, a freshman, a freshman. Dude, not, even, not even varsity. <laughs> I'm in varsity. So um, this was probably about 10 years ago, and my brother, who is now an athletic... That makes it a little better. Well, dude, I'm still a grown adult. I'm 23 years old. (laughs) I mean, really, I don't know if if that makes it better at all. But my brother, who is now an athletic director, uh, was coaching freshman boys basketball. This was his first... First time being a full time head coach. Like, this was his first team, like, his first, like, you know. And then his brother showed up to spoil it. <laughs> and so, and so I at that Why point. Why is your mom not more proud of your brother? Oh, like, dude. The more I hear about your brother, like, he's the good kid. Three kids, successful life, like, his beautiful wife, everything's all perfect. Educator. Educator, like, a great human being. Like, a, honestly, I mean, two sides of the same coin we are. I mean, we just are. That's, that's, that's who we are. Um, but he was, he was the head coach at this time, and I was going to all the games. I, I don't remember where I was working or what I was doing. It was somewhere in radio, though, because at this point, I mean, it's 10 years ago. Um, so I had the time to go to all the games and I got very involved. I felt like with the players and I got involved and they were undefeated throughout the entire season. So they finished the season undefeated, but it was late in the season and it was one of those games and I think they were playing, yeah, oh, were they playing Hudson or were they playing Solon? Is this, is this our beloved Tigers? Oh yeah, Twinsburg Tigers, yeah. Alright, if they were playing the Solon Comets, you're allowed to say he, or do whatever you want because F Solon. It's either Hudson or Solon because it was one of those teams I did like. For those of you that don't know, Fantone and I both went to the same high school. We're, we both went to Twinsburg. I just went a lot of years before he Yeah, like a decade apart from each other. <laughs> but so so it was, and it was like a hard foul situation. And I, like you said, I mean, I have a loud voice. I'm eager. Like, I'm, I love basketball. I'm eager to get involved in things like that. So I said something to the ref, and I think it was I think it was, well, if you're going to let him do that or if you're going to let him do that, ref, what are you going to let him do next? You're just going to let him do whatever they want? I was just just heckling this get ref. Get off the knees, just, ref! Just heckling this ref. And, and, and at one point, he was like, you know, sir, you're going to have to quiet down. And I kept at it, and I kept at it, and I kept on, at it. Hold on. Breaking news. Somebody call Fantone, sir. Somebody. <laughs> well, they added you're making a scene at the end. So, like, I don't know <laughs> if that's really a sir there. Um, but I kept at it, and, and, and something happened. It was like a hard foul, and I got on him again, and the guy was just like, that's it. You're out. And 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 one of the, you know how there's always like cops at, at those things. The cop sure, came over yeah. and was of like, there is. "All right, sir, you're gonna have to leave." And I was, of course, like, "All right, all right, I'll leave. I'll go stand out in the lobby." You became like it's a no soccer parent. It's no big deal. I'm not gonna freak out on anybody. Uh, but yeah, I got kicked out of a freshman basketball game, bro. Like, let's go back <laughs> into the story a little bit, okay? 
I want to remind you, audience, as we're as we're telling you this story, that he started this story out painting the picture, telling you this was his brother's first, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. entrance into like oh, yeah. head coach, and oh, yeah. you show up to spoil it. Like now, his moment in the sun now is ever is forever highlighted or sharpied with your <laughs> with your awful behavior. Well, I don't think that this is necessarily. It's Does not that like, still get brought up at Thanksgiving? No, nope, it's not like a Thanksgiving scandal. It's not like, oh my god, do you remember when this idiot? Like, it's very much. And me and my brother have very comparable voices. Like when we yell, it, 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 it his, I, I can trick his kids to think that. Dad's oh really? Home. Oh yeah. Would I know him if I saw him? Uh probably. Probably. Would I be like? Because when I saw your dad, I was like, oh, that's Mr. Phantom. Yeah, yeah. You've been both my parents. So yeah, yeah. You'd be able to pick my brother out. Okay. He's a little shorter than me. Um, pretty comparable. Oh, you- Love that, huh? Oh yeah, I mean, of course I do. I'm surprised you <laughs> like wrestling as much as you do because it's filled with dudes who are taller than you, um, and you're not crazy about a that. A couple of dudes that are taller than me, but as a whole, I, I I honestly think like I could never work for the WWE because they wouldn't let me interview the guys because I'm taller than all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like Seth Rollins is probably six two. I'm five inches taller than him. Oh, you know, yeah, I guess I like what outside of like the Big Show yeah, and like the show. the dudes that are like build as like freakish. Yeah, the Giants are always you know going to be huge, but like. If it comes, it came down to me like interviewing Roman Reigns. I'm like six inches taller than the guy. That's why they had Mean Gene because right. he was like four feet tall. Right, he's looking up at Hulk Hogan like, "Hey, man!" Because it makes them look huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't want big guys in there. So kicked out of a freshman high school basketball game. Dude. Right. I wasn't even drunk. I wasn't high. I wasn't anything. I was. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was ten years ago. <laughs> I feel like you're making statements that you have no way, shape, or form the ability to prove. I, dude, not drunk. I buy. Not that one. I buy. Not high? I don't buy that at all. That started in seventh grade and the end. Dude, nobody's seen the finish line yet. We do have a pair of tickets for the charge game. Yeah, we do. That is this Saturday, 7 p.m. You'll have them next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. That's this Saturday, 7 p.m. Canton Civic Center. Fantone will be your in-arena host for that. Hashtag and, uh, charge up. We'll, uh, we'll get you some tickets here in just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Buddy, it feels like a decade since the Chargers played at home. I know, dude. They were two weeks out on the road, and then this last week they were off for the All-Star break, like the NBA D-League All-Star uh-huh. break. It's like the uh, they do a showcase, so as we get closer to the NBA uh, trade deadline, you're going to start seeing guys called up, so this is their opportunity to kind of go out there and prove themselves. I know Quinn Cook scored 40 in uh, this week's game, or really? this last weekend's game, so yeah. That kid might be the real deal, huh? Yeah, dude, there's no doubt. Quinn Cook, prolific scorer, uh, great passer. There's there's no doubt about that. And we've talked about this with Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, and well, why don't they call Quinn Cook up I was going to say, the what's the holdup on him moving to the next level? Without, like, I don't want to jump up and down on the guy or anything, but I honestly think, because I'm sure LeBron has watched some footage, um, Quinn Cook turns the ball over. And if you turn the ball over in the D-League, it's going to be a lot tougher once you get up into the NBA. Much like if you throw a lot of interceptions in college, in college exactly. you're going to throw a lot more in the pros. Exactly. So I, that's just, that's okay, purely, that's fair. That's purely me watching the game and kind of thinking about it. But like, I put you on the spot there. Right. I get it. That's what, that's what okay. I kind of think. Well, yeah, LeBron's not going to be a big fan of that. Like, no. he's not going to be a big well, fan of that. Well, and especially from the perspective of, of a backup point guard. If you want a backup point guard to do things, you want him, number one, to be able to shoot three-pointers because that's who the Cavaliers are. Number two, you want him to be able to play defense. who the NBA is. You want him to be able to play defense. And number three, and maybe the most, most important, is not turning the ball over. Yeah. And I'm glad when we talked to Scott earlier, you mentioned Ricky Rubio as one of those options. Of like, yeah, well, I keep hey, hearing maybe that, he comes yeah. in. I don't know if it's I don't know if, if, if the Cavs have what it takes to make that happen. But Would you want Ricky Rubio? Yeah, for sure, as a backup point guard. 
guard. He's all those things. He can shoot a three-pointer, he plays defense, and he doesn't turn the ball over. And can help limit Kyrie's minutes, Essentially, right? that's exactly what Matt Delvadova did. That's exactly who that player was. D, Fair. D, uh, keeping control of the ball and hitting three-pointers. That's all you need. That's exactly guy. what Delvadova so, was, yeah. So that's kind of who they're looking for, and we'll see if they... Uh, I think Rondo's a cancer, and, and, and I would want the Cavaliers to run a million miles in the opposite direction of that, but I don't really feel one way or the other about Rubio, right. and I feel like what you just said there makes a lot of sense, right. and if it feel fit, then go get Rubio. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. I can totally live with that. Um, so tomorrow's New Tour Tuesday. Yeah, it is. And uh, we're going to find some songs to play for you guys, and I am still looking for a local artist, and you can submit your stuff at sansbrightwrqk.com. And Leslie is one of my newer followers via Twitter, and she hit me up and she had this suggestion, and we've never done this. And it's not that, and and I I'm for you know listening to the audience and trying right. to find out you know and, and make you know some changes to the show. Right. But Leslie said, if you don't have another submission, everybody seemed to love the permanence from last week. Why don't you just go back to the well and give us another permanent song? Let's hear if the, because we played, I have a CD still right here in the studio. And they said, uh, last week we played you track number nine, which was Gone Insane. And we could go back to the well. Now, the only reason I say no is it feels unfair to some of the other bands that have been highlighted before. And, uh, you know, if this was, if this was, hey, it's been a year, it's been nine months. A month. Right. Even. If there was a little bit of separation. I don't want to go week to week. Yeah. Though. I don't want it to be like a, hey, well, we didn't get anybody, so we'll just play the permanents again. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. They were really good. I don't know if they, they were, were good. that good. And a little bit of like, I don't know, man, like we got forward momentum in the sense of like, pff, dude, spaceships don't have rear view mirrors for a reason. New Turn Tuesday is that spaceship. Dude, I've never heard that. That's why it's why it's, you know, it's, I like that one a lot. forward, man. <laughs> Spaceships don't have rear view mirrors for a reason. You're right. You know what? I never did see those on the Falcon. I gotta I gotta credit Andre three thousand with that. I can't pretend like I made that up myself. Somebody's gonna be like, dude, yeah, you listen to Outcast. We get it, Fantone. I don't remember that song. Uh, it, International Players uh, International Players Club or something like Southern that. Southern Playlist Cadillac no, Funky no, Music? No, no, It's one of the later ones. It's with UGK and a bunch of other dudes. God, these poor, poor Rock 106.9 listeners are like, what are, you two, what are you talking about? Dude, they can recite Boston word for word. <laughs> you, know, you think they're waiting with bated breath for, for you know, b- 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 peace of mind by Boston? American band? It might be coming up next. Peace of mind. Next on, next on the station. Might be. Next. That's funny. It's coming up. That. Is very funny. I, I want to apologize to the audience one more time. I showed up a little late to the program this morning. By a little, I mean forty-five minutes. <laughs> and that is uh, that is uh, you know, Phantom will tell you. There's a lot of knocks on me. You can give me, but not dedicated to the product isn't one of them. And uh, I'll carry this with me all day, and I'll beat myself up over it all day. Like I won't even go play golf today because I'll feel like no idiot. You couldn't even get out of bed this morning. Make sure you're you know the shows are like fully uh, prepped for tomorrow, and make sure you're ready. Well, luckily, I mean, I don't think today was a oh. Oh, dude, Sansbury showed up late, and then the uh, then the ship fell apart. We and didn't throw was, it away, no, right? It was a decent show, and we we made it happen. And so, uh, don't beat yourself up too hard, buddy. It's all right. Not going to do that. You know what I am going to do though do? is I uh, there's a car dealership yeah. not very far from here. I was looking online. I'm starting to like look around for cars. It's it's apparent that this is going to have to be the year. And so I was like starting to look, and I was like using the app Cars.com. And uh, one of the vehicles that I've, you know, everybody kind of does this when you look for a car. You get like three or four kind of the things you're like, ah, I kind of like those, kind of like those, kind of right. like those. One of the cars I want to look at is a Toyota FJ. I've loved those. If you don't know, it's kind of like an SUV type thing. And uh, I've always loved them. 
And so I was on cars.com and apparently two miles away from right here at uh, Motion Autosport, which is right, I guess, the next freeway exit down. They have a white Toyota FJ, decently priced with a decent amount of miles. And uh, I think I'm going to go. I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I'll pull the trigger today, but I'm but I'm going to leave here and uh, go test drive. And that's an exciting time. Yeah, go like and kick new some phone, tires. New yeah. phone, new house or apartment, new car. It's kind of fun stuff. So that's how I'm going to spend my. You, uh, you got big plans? Is it? Uh, no, dude. It's Monday. Do I have anything going on? Uh, nothing too. Uh, nothing too significant today. I don't think. What about you? You just going to look at the cars? Just going to go look at the cars? No. Dude, then, what do I have compared to that? Nothing. 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 All right. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning six. A.M., but we do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game for this Saturday, 7 p.m. We'll take caller 15 on those right now at 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Fishhead will send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. He'll do so at 11 a.m. on Rock 106.9.